Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> is that my southern accent? How y'all doing? Y'all, you know, I was down in Texas, and I'll tell you. Pick I some of that it. up? Oh, i tell you. Shit, you were down in Texarkana? <laughs> Not Texarkana. I was yeah, down was in Houston. There, any oh. good commercial beer down there? What were you drinking that uh, impressed you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and um, I tried to drink all Texas beer. Try, we went, we, we couldn't get through it, or what's the deal? Huh? That was your goal, I'm saying, yeah. You no, no, they had, they had a lot of, you know, and they, the interesting thing was, um, uh, I'll tell you, that Dixie Cup, it's a, it's a great event, and you would love this. I would put that on a par with NHC, which I love. That's a great event. You know, and like last time, 2,000 people, it's just tremendous. Uh, GABF, I put that kind of in that category. I would put Dixie Cup in the category with the, the greatest of the NHCs and GABF. And, uh, it's probably one of the biggest one-round one homebrew competitions there is. Yeah, it's like 1,200 entries. It's a big competition for it's one big. round. Yeah, yeah. And... It's just they they put a lot of effort. Everyone, I think, that's involved with this thing believes that it should be the finest event on the earth. And they, you know, it's all volunteer labor. But, you know, a lot of times volunteer labor can be – it's fine most of the time. But this is volunteer labor where everybody that's in a position believes that they need to do – the finest job possible and it shows in this thing it really does i was blown away you know the um the only other really uh you know uh small volunteer event that i saw that i was uh, the most impressed with was the australian national homebrew event that's like a group of dedicated professionals at the highest level of business (laughs) this is like uh you know, IBM, AT&T, you know, Microsoft coming together, having a board meeting. That that was the kind of... That was the tone. <laughs> that was the tone of the meetings that they had. Wow. I was just blown away in Australia. Huh. Uh, a little more laid back in, in Texas. Uh, the Australian one really just... Uh, the, those folks, they really, you know, they... they I don't know. They, they, they really want to make it... Um, you know, something important. They don't, you know, they're not, they, they put a lot of effort into that thing. And the folks in Texas do too. And in, in Houston, the, the, uh, an excellent event. And the, uh, the food, the, the beers, the people, they took me out to a place called the Petrol Station that let us in, uh, you know, a little early. And, uh, you know, just amazing array of beers and food. And 
you know, last time I was in Texas, I wasn't that impressed. Of course, that was um, 2002, or when was the Texas Homebrew Conference? Oh, the uh, Dallas. Dallas? Six, I think is what. Uh, Or no, 2003. 2003 or 2002, around there. In Fort Wayne? No, no, that was uh, Dallas, I think. Dallas. Dallas or Houston? What's the Fort? It's, It's something Dallas. Fort Worth? Fort Worth, Dallas. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was Fort Worth, Dallas. Really? Swear to God. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. And I went out there, and it was great. I enjoyed myself, but it was 175 people, and there wasn't a whole lot of local beer that was great. It was muggy as shit. Yeah. We showed up at 1130 at night, and it was 98 degrees. I'll tell you, Texas is coming on. They're coming on strong. These people are not really? sitting back. Oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> I like taking that. Taking it easy. I had some beers uh, that I thought were really great, um, and I can't remember them all, but uh, you know, some fantastic beers. And also, I, I remember some of them from Austin. I remember the one, uh, the Pecan Porter, because uh, I got a friend that's really into Pecan Porter for some reason, and I tried a Pecan Porter and I thought it was really good. And and then they had this, you know, food and beer pairing. Randy Mosier, uh, you know, kind of hosts did this thing and they had all these great things and they had a a five-year-old howda it's like gouda but it's howda cheese and it was it, it had gotten to the point where it's just starting to crystallize where you get these crunchy little crystals in it what? but it's 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 almost always it's slightly wet as well it's just the intensity of the flavor it's just oh out of this world and they matched it up and randy brought this great sausage from uh chicago and Oh, and the people were just so generous and nice. I really, I loved every minute of it. Uh, it's one of the best events I've I've ever been to. I think. I think it's well done. Uh, right. I, I again, I would suggest we all get uh, Justin on board with this, and the whole entire Brewing Network crew go to the next Dixie Cup. I would go if we could stay four days in Austin. It's not that far away. Because and Austin's awesome. Yeah, I, love, I, I agree. Uh, it's a town with two colleges right, and as right. many bars as you can throw a, a, a wad of spit at. Yeah. Yes. A lot, right. of, a lot, lot of, of great people breweries. walk in the walk of shame. Uh, your uh, buddy Peter from Australia is yes. in chat and he says hi. And thank you for talking about it. Hey, Peter. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Peter would love going to Dixie Cup. That would be it would be would. Even for him. He would. He's he's awesome. He he fits in with everybody. He's a good guy. But uh, I'll tell you, the entire Brewing Network should go to Dixie Cup uh, next year, and we should we should Let's yeah, do we we'd all have a killer time there. Sounds hella like a great sick. event. Yeah, oh. that that's an event for us. Sounds hella sick. We we'd all fit in. I'm sure to have a great time. Yeah. <sighs> so how you been doing, Tasty? Doing great. Doing a little brewing now and then. Yeah. Wait, what? You Doing brew? A little bit of brewing here and there, yeah. 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 And you and you went to the, uh, the uh, Northern California Homebrewers Conference. I missed it because of one event or another. I couldn't go. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that. It didn't Northern land Canada. on the same weekend as GABF, so that was good. But uh, there were other conflicts, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just... It was a great event. You know, you get a... 300 home brewers uh, mm-hmm. sharing the beer, beer with each other. You can't miss. It's just mm-hmm. uh, a lot of fun. Absolutely fantastic. Well, and also absolutely fantastic, what would you say? Our sponsor. They are amazing. Northern Brewer? No, yeah. They got everything you want. They have a great selection of recipes. Uh, and, you know, these guys, you can tell they brew beer. You can just know mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. everything they do, they're all about, you know, brewing beer themselves. It's uh 
it's really a, you know quite a beer place as well as a good home brew store. Right. Well, and what's most important to you about uh, where you buy your home brew supplies? Well, like you know, I, number one thing is I want a place that you know has lots of sales, so I know I'm getting the freshest ingredients possible. Right. Right. That certainly you know. Yeah, they're big. They they Northern sell Burst a lot. Certainly satisfies that bill. Well, if they're big, they don't care about you, do they? No, they do. No, that's what they. They're big because they do care. That's how you get right. big. Is worrying about each individual. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the other thing is selection, right? I want to be able to get, you know, a variety of uh, ingredients and uh, odd things and odd parts. Mm-hmm. And then if I have a problem or something I don't you know, quite figure out what I need, they have you know, also great customer service. Well, that's the thing is uh, what you said. Is a lot of people think that big, they don't care about you automatically, right? But that's not true. You can't do that very long. You can't. Well, you can't get big if you don't care about your customers. You'll right? get smaller. So yes, exactly. It shows. I deal with those guys all the time on governing committee stuff and just, you know, so many different levels and bring, <laughs> bring TV and, and all that. And I tell you, they have not lost touch with, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just good people. I would, you know, if I only bought from one place... Um, you know, Northern Brewer, I would be a very happy camper. Yeah. And you need to support your local homebrew shop. You absolutely do. You don't diss your local homebrew shop. You that's need true. to keep, keep them in, yeah. in, in business because that's where new homebrewers come from. And that's where when you're yeast, you, you know, you, you, you kept around, you pitched too hot or whatever it, it might be. Something breaks. They're there for you. Yeah. You know, don't, don't diss your, your local homebrew shop. But, you know, there's a lot of things that they're unable to carry, and uh, you know, Northern Brew's got it, and they'll they'll take care of you. They got your back, and you know, they want your local homebrew shop to survive too. So, uh, don't 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 diss them. But uh, Northern Brewer, God, those are just really good, smart, hardworking folk, and I just I can't say enough good about them. They're they are precious to me. <laughs> All right. So what's our topic for today? We're going to talk about the whole pro-am thing, right? Yeah, kind of going the other direction where yeah. uh, instead of us trying to clone uh, a commercial beer, it, the uh, commercial guy trying to clone a home brew. Right, and I've, I've gotten uh, you know several things. On Brew Strong, we do this whole uh, uh, going pro thing, and we, we've got a question about uh, you know how do I take a homebrew recipe and scale it up to my pro recipe now? Uh, I'm going from five gallons to you know fifteen barrels. What's you know what what sort of thing do I need to worry about? And, and I thought you know that's really an excellent idea. We always talk about the reverse. Uh, it would be nice if we kind of you know thought about it in the other the other direction, right? Um, and uh, you've you've done uh, a number of pro ams. I've, well, I've done some, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, like, oh, we, we well we we we've got a, a fair amount of experience about this, and um, it's interesting. It's an, an, an and I think uh, what we should do. We'll take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about um, kind of our experiences. And, you know, I, I don't want any of them to sound negative because I don't think I've ever done uh, a pro-am type of thing where it's ever been negative. I think it's been, you know, here's the constraints we're working in. You know, let's work together on this. I don't think it's ever been negative. So, um uh, but we got some interesting stories, I think, to share, huh? Sure, a lot of things happen. It's a great, it's a great gesture on the part of the professional to, to yeah. let, let it happen. So, 
Yeah. Well, and I, I can now talk also from the professional side yeah. what it is to take Both on sides, yeah. a amateur. So break amateur, yeah, like right. And what, what, what would my, you know, I, I've done it from both sides. So I've, I've actually, yeah, you know, having done it from both sides, I've got, uh, you know, you got I get some, some stories. You have I a lot of reach. Stories. Oh, yeah. Have, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll, we'll dive right in. Back after this. into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot 
spot, and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Now back to Can You Brew It? All right, we're back. We're talking about... um the, the the pro-am process. So kind of going from, you know, this show's all been about, uh, you know, going from the you know, the pro side down to the amateur side, the, uh, the professional craft brewer to the amateur, the home craft brewer, and, uh, you know, how you take those recipes and make them, you know, and, and the adjustments you make to, to make that uh, the same beer at home. Well... The interesting thing is, uh, especially here in the U.S., we have a whole thing, culture of, you know, these great home brews, you know, entered in a competition or, you know, brought to your local brewery and they go, wow, this is like one of the best beers I've ever tasted. Let's do a, a professional batch of this. Let's scale it up. Um, I've done this in the past uh, with Ron Watanabe. He's going to be on the uh, Sunday session coming up uh, at Tide House many, many years ago. He did a Robust Porter. Um, I've done this um, at, at 2-1-A. I've done this at uh, Sacramento Brewing. I, I've done this on a number of things. Um, and it's an experience and, and, and tasty you've done a number of these you did Russia River which is you yeah, know fantastic Russian you, River, you uh, did uh, 21A 21A those two yeah. okay and um, it's interesting um, the thing I found from the homebrew side going into it from homebrew one of the things a homebrewer has the advantage a homebrewer has over your commercial brewer is it's okay for you you, you can buy malt a pound at a time and use a quarter pound in something. The other half, or yeah, not, right. no, nothing and, left and over. Who cares? When you're done, there's nothing left yeah, over. Yeah, I cannot afford to have a bunch of open sacks laying around the brewery missing five that pounds of malt. It's just ridiculous. So I throw all those items away, right? That's That, that just doesn't happen. And I round everything up to sack amounts. You know, it's either 50 pounds for domestic malts or 55 pounds for international. And, you know, when I was, uh, you know, just strictly a home brewer and I would, uh, you know, join in, you know, I, uh, I did some, some brews where people would say, well, you know, we don't deal with that base malt. You can't have British pale ale malt. It's not in our silo. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not in the silo. You have domestic tubero. We're like, well, we're missing a lot of flavor. They go, well, I'll make up with it with something else. And I think, um, you know, Matt from Firestone, he's talked about that he'd like to use you know this malt or that malt but he makes up with it by you know just adding in something of, of something else it's more you biscuit know. flavor he has biscuit right. malt and he makes some of the the best beers in the world i don't think anyone would argue with that <laughs> um and so you know but as a uh, you know as a homebrew i'm thinking well <laughs> you know you don't do this you don't have that malt you don't have my yeast you're screwing me i'm 
you know, you're 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 dissing me here. You know, this isn't my beer. This isn't you know, I'm just wasting time. Right. So that's that's one aspect of it, and I think you know it's very easy to look at what you do as a home brewer and 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 say, well, they're they're disrespecting you know my creativity and my whole thing, right? So so I've done it that way. That's not my okay. <laughs> now I also did it at two one a with uh, Sean O'Sullivan and Jesse at the time he was mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and Sean's m- mantra from the start was. Whatever you have in your recipe, that's what we'll do. That was my experience, too. And he was like, you know, oh, you know, what supplier? I think we made some concessions, but it's concessions I would have made as a home brewer. And it was like, you know, we can get this. Is that good enough? If it's not, tell me. You know, that's essentially what Sean was saying. He's like, no, no, no. And I don't know where. I think he was coming from he wanted me to be happy. But you know, I, I you know, I think at the time I think, well, maybe he, you know, he, does, he, you know, there's no excuses. I don't think it was that. I think he wanted me to be happy. Was really where he was coming from, and I really appreciated that. Uh, you know, it was the best pro am experience I ever had was at two one a, because it was like, well, whatever malts you want, you know, if you're not happy with this, just tell us right now. I'll, you know, whatever it takes, I'll fly in whatever <laughs> ingredients, yeah. and you, know, you tell me. You know, don't don't you know say, a, you know. So it was it was it was fantastic, and I think the beer that we made there was um, I think it was good. I don't think it was as great as the homebrew version, and I think it was you know some of the weird things that happen in a homebrew version with not so good a fermentation or process. I think that's why you know. <laughs> This weird recipe turned out the way it did. It's unattainable. Right, right, right. It's unattainable. And I think, you know, and what that made me think back to was, um, you know, it turned out really good. Uh, the, the beer we did at 2 and 8 turned out really good. I remember it being the, really good. The, the beer we, we did, I, I did the, the, the previous strong, right? one I was talking about um, where, you know, the recipe was changed and all that. It turned out really good. It wasn't my recipe. The 2-1-A was much more my recipe than the other one. But they're both really good beers. And, you know, so for me to complain about one or the other, I think, you know, it doesn't make sense. So if you're doing a a Pro-Am batch and they're like, well, you know, how about subbing this with that? I don't think it's as big a deal as I used to think it was. I used to think, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, why aren't you... You know, strictly following my recipe, and then you know, two one a did that for me. Sean did that for me. Right. He did. He was like, "Okay, well, you want to follow exactly your recipe? Here we go." You know, it's your recipe. Right. It's your. I, I did. You know, ninety percent of the work. It's like here's. You know, is it turning out the way you wanted? Yeah. You know, it, there was nobody to blame there but myself. It wasn't exactly the dream beer that I had imagined. Well, I kind of like having that open part where you can blame somebody besides yourself. Right, exactly. He was sort of setting you up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think he was. But I think I think that's kind of the result. It's like, well, if there's any fault to it, it's my own. But well, I like I like the beer I think that he was I just trying to make me happy. Yeah. I like the beer that I brewed there. I think I think uh on a uh on a pub especially, uh a one uh-huh. a one off is a one off, right? Right. And then of course, you know, the cost of beer there is it pales in comparison to the to the profit that you make uh-huh. on house brewed beer so if you had to use a half a sack of uh, 
Caro of some Caro Munich, and he doesn't use that in any other beer. So what kind of thing? Right, that's like not in a, a production deal. brewery. Right. We're going to be making that batch over and over again. You're going to be in sack, mm-hmm. sack increments. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense, right? Right. You having a production brewery, sack you know or half sack, or really half. Sack. Anything okay. other than that, forget it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. how many half sacks you got sitting around your brewery right now? I mean, <laughs> just, just a couple. couple? It's from the Taffabully. We did the pro am. Is Matt listening? Can we talk about the Taffabully? I don't know if he's listening, but yeah, yeah. you know that that was the interesting thing. Is like he had you know a couple pound, you know, a couple ounces of this. I'm like, oh, you know, we're. And we did it. You know, I ended up going to more beer and buying, you know, a couple pounds of, you know, some Belgian biscuit or something. And if I was to do it again. you could find it in that 30-barrel batch. Right, yeah. If I was to do it again, I would just like, well, we're not going to have two two pounds of Belgian biscuit. You know, I don't think we're tasting it. We would, you know, we would just throw it away. And, you know, I, I threw away the rest of it. And, you know, all the other the half sacks and quarter sacks and all that and three quarter sacks i just threw into any other beer we're brewing it's like well you're not going to taste it i'm just going to dump this vienna into uh you know evil twin and well that's a that's a interesting you know it's like just uh extract when you're doing a homebrew batch and and, you know let's say for five gallons that would translate to maybe what 0.25 a pound of of the the biscuit mold do you think that that matters in a homebrew recipe because if you scale it up to two pounds for your for your style or right. for your size, and you're saying it doesn't come through, and you don't think it matters, would it matter on that small of a the scale to a home brewer? Thing is, I think if they're both identically mashed and fermented and and all that stuff, yeah, I think side by side, if everything else was absolutely exactly the same, mm-hmm. and you compared them in a triangle test, you might be able to pick out the one with the couple ounces of biscuit malt. The problem is, all the other parts of the process are not that precise. The beer's what is what dominates the beer is the ferment. Yeah. At some point, the how you made the ward, if it's close or not, right? It just pales in comparison to the vet, to the shape of the fermenter, the health of the yeast, the amount yeah. of the yeast, the Pitching temperature rate, profile, oxygen, temperature, uh, and then of course then you got the so packaging right. side, how they treat the beer and stuff. Right. Right. That that really dominates it. As much as I think as a home brewer, I bring something to the table that's really cool, like my really special recipe, it's how they make beer, that really, <laughs> that, how well they make beer there that drives right, the equation. Right. Yeah. Well, and um, let's do this. Let's take a, a, another short break. When we come back, I want to talk about, you went to Russian River, yeah. and they brewed your your iconic recipe, Janet iconic, Brown, yeah, right. and um, it's different. I mean, I love both beers. I love your version. I love, you know, I, I love, you know, Russian River could crap in the toilet. I'd drink it. Um, you know, but they're different. And, and you know, why why is that? So after this, we'll we'll talk about that. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. 
Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious devils on horseback. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events, recipes, great features stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders, and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And HopTech not only carries Y-yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, the whole pro-am business here. Uh, Now, before the break, we were talking about uh, some of the experiences I've had and you've had. And one of the things that fascinates me is um, uh, you're Janet Brown. And now, I've I've found that to be a a best-of-show class beer when you've brewed it. And... um, I've found that uh, you know the beers brewed at uh, Russian River to be 
best of world, you know, beers. <laughs> they're all pretty damn good. Uh, I'm just stunned and amazed at, at, at what they're doing there. And you went there and you did uh, not once, but twice or three times? Three How times. Many, three times you've done Janet's Brown there at, at Rush River. Now, Vinny's credit, he knows, you know, a great beer when he tastes a great beer and great brew when he, when he meets he a great cho- brewer. He did, he did it in the spirit of it. We did it the first time uh-huh. as a pro-am beer. So well, he, I don't he, think he would do it three times if well, it was just in the spirit of pro-am. He'd be well, just like, get the, get the F out of here. Not that he would don't, say that, but don't don't uh, underestimate his, uh, his generosity. His, his generosity. That's and his, true. No, his, he's his, uh, sense of camaraderie. He he gets it when it comes to those that's collaborations. True. That's true. He's, I mean, he's he, truly uh, he just truly a does like person. beer, obviously, and, yeah. and his customers do, and all that. But yeah, uh, don't underestimate the uh, the relationship part of that. That's true. He he would contribute to, to anything. He's yeah. just a nice guy. Him and him and Natalie are just they're, they're quite a salt of the earth. Yeah. Uh, all right, but the the thing that interests me is I've I've consumed a lot of Janet's Brown that you've brewed over the years. I've consumed it, uh, you know, in various incarnations, competition settings, you know, brother to brother, and I've I've tasted it, uh, you know, brewed by Russian River, and the Russian River version was bigger, maltier, fuller, richer. I loved it, but I didn't love it as much as your version. Now, what what happened there? I mean, it was, it's a great beer. If, if they had just come out and you know put this beer on, I'd be like, "Oh man, this is great beer! I love this beer." Russian River, you know, these guys are kicking ass. But because I knew your beer so well, I was like, "Well, it's not." And, you know, I love your your version better. Now, what, well, what, what's happening there? What, what is it? I mean, they're both great beers. Well, yeah, There's no, nice. you know, the, the, the process at Russian River and everything is, you know. Yeah, obviously it's a, it's a different kitchen. Beyond repro- reproach. But, yeah, what's happening there? Is it is it the, like you're saying, the kitchen, the, the brewing equipment, or is it ingredients, or is it the, the, the cook? What is, what is happening there? Well, ingredients-wise, uh, they brew my recipe, you know, Pretty much just like, you know, my, my recipe. There's, so they're following the recipe. Yeah, the first time we brewed it, we we did uh, we did the sack roundup. I think uh, came out to like forty five pounds of uh, of. Uh, yeah, you rounding up. See, see, I round down. And we rounded up the sack, and uh, it was a little too chocolatey. I think uh-huh. it, I think it was actually an English uh, chocolate, so it's fifty ten pounds extra. Uh huh. And, well, that's, uh, that that would be that quite acceptable. The beer the beer was too chocolatey, so huh. it's I'm like, well, let's just back down to the original side. So the second and third batches we did, and it it definitely didn't have it that big uh, as as big an upfront chocolate flavor. Uh-huh. It still had it, which is of course a signature part of the beer. I mean, right, you, right. the homebrew version that's a big part of it. Uh, when you know when it's fresh mm-hmm. at at Russian River, uh, the the beer lasts about five weeks there. Well. The Janice Brown homebrew, I don't even take it out of the house till it's six weeks old. It's, huh. It has to have a, a time for it to like find its find its way. Yeah, I, I didn't sense that from the Russian River well, version. It, believe me, I did. I I was up there uh, huh. at least every two, you know two weeks. It was fuller and for the for the time it's there, it it changed over time as well. But yeah, every beer does. Yeah, yeah. it got better. Uh-huh. Mine got better too. So right. Um. It was. It might have had more body. Uh, yeah, 
It was. He, just, I remember it being at Russian very, very good. I mean, uh, just oh, it was excellent. 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 Yeah. yeah. I, we're talking about you know a couple of excellent beers, right? And, and, and they brew it right. You know exactly. The, I mean, they mash up the beer. They uh-huh. they never mash up any other beer, right? Uh, they uh, you know they mash at one fifty four. They never want to. They never mash at one fifty four. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, you know they, but they did it. You know, just the way I I brew the beer. And uh, well, see, and I th- I think you know um, it's one of the things I love about Kenya Brew. It is you know, here. You know, processes and ingredient lists that I think you know, I would never do that, and then I'm forced. To, you know, well, in the past I was forced to brew <laughs> that way. And I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. And then, sure enough, it works. Yeah. You know, I'm like, or, you know, I would, you know, there'd be a recipe like the Nignia, um, you know, from Shettle, the uh, the uh, 100. Right. I think we we're both saying, well, this isn't going to work. It's not going to be a, that malt. It's, gonna be it, too, it's no, not going to have that flavor. caramel and that yeah. crystal flavor. Sure enough. <laughs> it's loaded with and, it. And it wasn't oxidation or anything like that. Yeah. It was, it just worked. Yeah. It was shocking. It was kind of unexplainable. Right, right. You know, it's like, oh, there's, there's no way this works. And sure enough, and I and I think, uh, you know, that's one of the great things about uh, about the show. Um, so were you disappointed or excited well, or neither? You know, as an amateur brewer, right? You're you excited know, that you're, Russian River's brewing it. You're, you know, your beer's up on the board of Russian River. I mean, right. It's like God it decides like to come down pits, and be like you know, thrilled, right? Right, right. Then when it tastes like really, really good, yeah, but it's you, different. You know, it's excellent, but it's different. Well, I never, I never. I mean, yeah, it was different, but it it's like that's a good beer. Mine's a good uh-huh, beer. They're uh-huh. in the same family, right? Are they exactly the same? No. How can we possibly expect them to be the same? Like, really. Well, but, but see, that's the interesting thing. So, you know, we did a, uh, at Heretic, we did a uh, a beer with uh, Matt Staley, his Taffa Bully. And, you know, when I looked at that, I'm like, well, I want to do exactly the way he wants did it you like done. The beer? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to, you know, somehow sidestep his recipe or anything. I don't want any excuses about, oh, we don't have that yeast. I, mean, I paid like, you know, seven, eight hundred dollars for a pitch of yeast because that's what he used. Actually, I paid for two pitches of yeast because it was the yeast and then the bread. Oh, yeah. And so it was really expensive, but I wanted to make sure that what we were doing was exactly what he wanted done. Um, that said, it's like, well, you know, you still round off the sacks and things like that. And, you know, it's when you're talking about a couple of pounds, it's like, come on, it's 30 barrels. Do you really think it'll make a difference? And but I I don't think I think we made a, a really nice beer and I think we um uh, you know kind of respected well you're drinking it I love it yeah I think I think it's it's very much along the lines of what he intended but it's not the same beer it's not it, you're right it's not the same beer but you also had one of the worst brew days that I can remember. That's true. It was from, 22 from hours. any of my professional brewer friends. <laughs> right. 22 hours. You had so right. much other crap to deal with. It was you want to talk fir- about a long the, Whirlpool edition? Right. It was the first the first batch that we did at Heritech, and that was the problem. There were so many other little problems, that it really screwed it up. And um, I'm so embarrassed to say, but 
you know, there, there was a bunch of thermometers there, and we went ahead and used them, and we didn't pre-calibrate them. Anytime uh-huh. you pick up a, ca- a thermometer that you've never, you don't know the history of, and that you haven't personally yeah, calibrated, yeah. Um, verified, you know, don't use it. But we went ahead, and we're just like, well, you know, there's so many other things going wrong. Right. It's like, That's well, the last okay. thing you would think of. Right. We stick it in. It's like, well, it says, you know, 148, but it's really 156. Did you <laughs> find that? that w- Seriously? That was a... Afterwards, I'm like, hey, we need to calibrate all these thermometers. We're using them, and we don't know what they are, and they were off by 6, 8 degrees Fahrenheit. Seriously? Yeah, so wow. so Taffel Bully, which should have been like 149, was 156. I would never have known that. I would never, that's the, I would never have thought to, because in my mind, you buy a thermometer, it's already calibrated at the factory, at the, right? You would think, right. Factory, right? Yep. Well, and these have been ones that have been, you know, sitting around and other people have been using, and, you know. I would love to do a Taffel Bully, can you brew it? Because I, I, when I first had the beer, it was without Brett, and I personally like it better. Mm, without mm-hmm. the Brett, I would I would imagine that I, I would agree with that. So I was kind of surprised that you guys did it with Brett. To be honest, that's what but he told us to do. That's what he does? It's a good. It's still a good <laughs> beer, and uh, I would I would drink another keg. Right, it would be nice yeah. without the Brett. It was a it, that beer blew but, my know, mind. The mash temperature needs mind. to be lower. Well, the mash temperature needs to be lower. <laughs> the whirlpool needs to be shorter amount of time. Right, right. Um, the whole brew day should right. really not be almost twenty two hours. Yeah. yeah, it's not a, a literal twenty two hours from yeah. start to finish. Yeah. yeah, oh my god, it was brutal. Get to have yeah. breakfast twice. Yeah. Oh, by the time <laughs> I got home, it was like another six hours later. After that, I, yeah, I right. drove and two lunches. Down to Livermore and drop drop Matt off, and then I drove back. I mean, it was just brutal. By the by, the time I got home, I was no one just, wants to be. I was, I was shaking. Me. It was just. It was. It was horrible. But um, not what you imagined. No, I. You know, <laughs> there were there were some adjustments made. What if it was for for grains that he used? Like, um, see, and this is the thing. I you know I I, I felt. Um, I don't want to push him on it, but. You know, he used, um, like, kiln coffee, and I'm like, you know, I don't care for the taste of the kiln coffee in this. So we switched to, like, a Belgian biscuit or something. Yeah. And then uh, he used uh, Cara, you know, um, like Cara Amber, and I went to, you know, Cara Vienne or something like that. Because so, uh, well, I couldn't get five pounds of, I'm like, you know. Well, again. 30 barrels. Five pounds. Five really. pounds and 30 barrels. Huh? Are you saying that, that, I mean, because it would stand to reason, okay, if you're doing a, a, a what, what are you, what, do you, what barrelage are you? 30 barrels. 30 barrels. And a 30 barrel batch, it, it doesn't, what am I trying to say? In a 30 barrel batch, uh, changing the, the specialty malt in that small of uh, increments mm-hmm. doesn't adversely affect the, the end product when compared to the homebrew version. Right. Then it shouldn't necessarily matter in the homebrew version. It shouldn't, but does it? Probably not. Again, you know, if you have exactly the same fermentation and process and every little aspect along the way, and did a triangle test, I bet you you could pick it out. Sure, but, but, then, but nobody's know, ever going to do that. I could spank it into thirty barrels, and you'd never taste it. Right. So then, why would, so then why would you add that? Right. Exactly. So you're saying less is more. You know, um, you know a lot of other recipes that we've been messing around with. Um, you know, I've had a much more complex as homebrew recipes, and yeah. then I've, I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't have, I, I cannot, 
afford to stack up pallets of you know this malt or that malt especially malt just for this one thing where we're using a little bit <laughs> right like jesus it's not right. going to make a difference let's just simplify this down to like if there's more than three malts there's something really weird about the beer <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's just a commercial thing because mm-hmm. homebrew it's not a problem and I think you do gain something from that, but commercially, it's a giant pain in the ass to stock malts that you're using in tiny quantities in a beer where sure, but the when, end result, the consumer is never, ever going to know. But is it Because they're not triangle But if it makes testing. a difference in a homebrew, why wouldn't it matter in well, a commercial beer? Let's not assume it does make a difference. Let's assume it doesn't make a difference in a homebrew. Okay. I mean, does it really? I mean... Okay. Well, I think, you know, most you know, homebrewers, they, you know, they brew it, and then, you know, a couple of months later, they brew it again, and I tell you, they'll never know the difference. Really? But if you were to, you know, very rapidly brew exactly the same thing and have very tight control every bit of your process and very tight control over your fermentation and all that, uh, and then you triangle test it, I, I think maybe you could pick it out. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody with a good palate could pick it out. So then it does make a difference. <sighs> you know, I know I'm playing devil's advocate, right. kind of being a jerk about it, but I, I, I want to know. Basically, uh, for, from my point who, of view, as who, a homebrewer... Who was, who was able to pick out the seaweed character in your Shakespeare style? Well, that was, that was the guy I'm looking one, at right one, now. One person right. out of the entire room of people with good palates. Yeah. Whole universe. Right? Yeah. So, uh, did that really make a difference? Uh, in what way? It made a difference to me. Sure. Well, but then anybody that, else? That, that in turn made a difference to every other single person in the room. Eh, because, because you pointed it out. Because and then I it's pointed like, out. Oh, yeah, now but I get it. I think otherwise it, it was meaningless. Was it, or did we not have a name to put to the flavor that we were tasting? We assumed it was a combination of other flavors. Now you're talking about tasting versus the general, say the general person consuming a beer. You're right, you're right. And again, somebody trying to tap a bullet for the first time, are they going to say, wait a minute, where's the Carol Amber in this thing? Right. Are they trying it, you know, know, comparing side side by side? You know, so I think that's one of the things about, you know, commercial brewing. You know, I want to stock all these, you know, homebrew malts I did, and I want to throw five pounds of this in 30 <laughs> barrels. But it's like, you know, that's so not going to show up. So can we as homebrewers, and that, that's what I'm getting is, can we as homebrewers yeah. learn from the reverse engineering from commercial brewers to homebrew, right? <sighs> you as a commercial brewer, reverse engineering a homebrew. i thought about that. I trimming really out have. the fat. Right, and right. then that home brewer comes back and takes that recipe. I think, I and think then you brews can. it as a home brewer without the fat. I, I think you absolutely can, and 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 uh, it's interesting because yeah. uh, I've kind of done that. It's like, well, you know, this recipe has a whole bunch of malts. Now we're going to simplify it for commercial. Let's make a pilot batch with it simplified. Yeah, and turned out great. All right, so let's move forward. And I think um, it's interesting because. You know, I think you can do that. I think the interesting thing is, as a home brewer, you shouldn't. Because you're hmm. going to lose some of the passion of it. I don't know. It's like the reason we do commercially is because, you know, it's a pain in the ass. It's like, I uh, know, we don't want to open a 55-pound sack and throw in a pound. It's ridiculous. You know, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. You know, and to get that sack, I I gotta order all this other shit, and you know, it's like uh, it's a big pain in the ass. Hmm. 
Well, the recipes so. that I'm, I'm most impressed with are those that are really simple. You know, like uh show we did earlier on uh, from uh, from Pizza Port, the uh, Shark Bite. Mm-hmm. It's just got three malts in it. I mean, and they're probably right. in sack percentages. Right, Because right. that's a, from a production brewery, right? Right. You use your pale malt and whatever can, amounts and... Um, right. And then everything take, else is by sack. Yeah, so we should, you know, take maybe as a homebrewers and, and doing our recipes, we should, you know, take a lesson from those guys and keep it simple, keep it, you know, into reasonable percentages. You know, if you're not, there's no reason to have like two percent of something, because uh-huh. unless it's a really dominant malt, like a like a dark malt or a, right, right, right. yeah, two two percent of um, you know, you know, if you're, if you're doing or you're not even dom- domestic uh, two row, and then you put in two percent of you know. Some British pale ale. It's like, well, what are you doing? If it's two percent, you know, black patent, that's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more things in the process that affect the flavor of the beer than that two percent. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's think on that a bit. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll kind of wrap up our thoughts on uh, the whole pro am and uh, and how it makes a difference. Back after this. Hi, this is John from Grain and Grape in Melbourne, Australia. This has been a big year for us. We've just celebrated our 21st birthday and we've been voted best home brew shop in Australia. We reckon that makes us pretty much the best brew shop in the Southern Hemisphere. Now we've got the ultimate fix for all you space poor, time poor and lapsed brewers. The all-in-one Braumeister is now at Grain and Grape and it's a beauty. There are 20, 50 and 200 litre systems. It lets you complete a temperature controlled mash, boil and cool, all within the same stainless steel mains powered unit. So if you live in an apartment, you don't have the time to complete a traditional brew day or just plain lazy, you can be brewing beautiful all grain beer more quickly than ever. We're also now making our own range of small batch fresh work kits on the 200 litre system right here in the warehouse. Just one last thing. Mention the Brewing Network next time you're ordering online or over the phone to receive freight free on your next order of up to 15 kilos. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. No, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. 
Hey, my sisters and brothers, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamandEve.com. For a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item you want on their store. You'll select your one item at 50% off, and then you're going to get free three DVDs of your choosing. And you'll get an extra gift that's sensual. So sensual, I don't know. Well, it's got to be pretty sensual. It's pretty sensual. I mean, these people know sensuous, right? Right. Sensuality. That we can't mention on the air? I don't know. They should just say, oh, it's like dick lube or something or... You know, a, uh, well, you know, these are cut for like normal or that or normal radio, so they want to skirt the issue because you can't even say, you know, boner. I can say boner on normal radio, right? But here, you know, we can because you know, no one's listening. I can say cocktail motherfucker. <laughs> you can't say that on normal, but yeah, you know, you can say that on the brew network. You say whatever you damn well please here that's because true. we're instructed to do honesty and whatever we think. But take it from Adam and Eve. If they say sensual, <laughs> then it's probably sensual. It's real yes, sensual, right. and the, the it's free shipping. So it's actually quite a good deal. You're going to get, you know, just buy an item. You get 50% off off of the thousands of items that they have. And then you get three free DVDs of your choosing. You get the uh, extra gift. You get the free shipping. It's like you barely pay anything and you get like this giant load. I think I need to order some of this when I get home. Um and when I do, I'm going to type in the offer code, Can You Brew It? C Y B I. Can You Brew It? And uh, that gets you all that good stuff, adamandeve.com. They also got a great mobile site. I don't know if you've uh, heard about this, but it's m.adameve.com. So when you want to, you know, do it mobile, you can. See, and I've been typing M. Night Shyamalan, and I haven't been getting anything. So maybe I. You haven't I, been I getting a boner? Yeah. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> when you're out with your girlfriend uh, and you're getting bored, that's right. say, hey, let's just oh, look at this website. And you just go through things there. And right. when she pretty goes, soon you know exactly what to get her for Christmas. Right. When Check she goes my to the phone. can for half an hour, right. you know. <laughs> Let me borrow your phone. i got to go to the bathroom. No, I need to order some things yeah, when, for us when, next week. Why are you going to the bathroom? It is Christmas Check, coming up Checking out adamandeve.com. I tell you. There's some stuff on AdamandEve.com. Get you a little, uh, get you a little Randy, huh? Huh? Oh yeah. You huh? Got, everyone huh? has to. You get know that. what I'm saying? Yeah. I do. Actually, I don't. I'm asexual. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> Big pause. <laughs> pause you know, for check, effect. Check it out. There. You know the, the the great thing about these folks is they've decided to sponsor this show and uh, you know contribute to the Brewing Network and. Um, you know whether you, whether you you know uh, buy stuff or not, but you know check it out and uh, you know if you don't find anything that you could uh, that you could enjoy uh, for fifty percent off, send them an email and say hey you know I didn't find anything I liked, but you know thank you for sponsoring the Brewing Network because uh, I really enjoy the Brewing Network programming. Or what are you looking for? Let them know what you're looking for. That's true. Be be uh, don't be passive. Be aggressive about it. If, you if, if you're looking you, for a certain right. thing, I'm looking let them for know. I'm looking for Simcoe hops. You don't have it. On your side. <laughs> that would be the ultimate fusion of sponsors. Got this great strap on. Yeah. <laughs> right. I see the strap on. I don't think dry hopping with the strap on is really Look, the way to go. I'll tell you what. Go. If you're still brewing on your stove in a three gallon kettle, and you, you can't afford a, 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 a spoon, get a twelve foot a twelve inch strap on. <laughs> 
and just grind over your put your brew to, kettle. Put it to use. Perfect. Perfect. Give the old man a dose of his own medicine. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. Uh, enough of that. Uh, so what, what were we talking about? We're talking about uh, the whole you know pro am thing and yeah. pro am recipes and. So you know what, what? What should we take from this whole thing? What have we well, the, learned? To me, to me, the bottom line for for like a pro am or you know whatever you want to call it, where you know the mm-hmm. the professional brewer for, through his good graces has agreed to make your recipe, right. is to really focused on the spirit of the of the of the collaboration. Right. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. To get all hung up on is it going to be my beer or not, or yeah. are people going to say, well, you know. It's not exactly like yours, so it's a fail. I, I mean, I, you can. Sh- that's a goal, but I mean, the the main thing is that uh, right. you know they're letting you into their world, and uh, you should uh, you know be as gracious as you can. It is pretty much a um, a uh, I won't want to say a gift, but it's it's not well, something that everybody gets to do, right? So it is kind of a peel back the curtain and I see how think, the big guys do it, right? I think in the past there might have been. And maybe still to, to this day, there's some pro brewers who think, "Oh, I'm getting a, a killer recipe," and, you know. Ah, you know, I'm I'm getting one over. Really? I mean, don't uh, you, most, I think I think they're, but I think those are the ones who really don't know. Yeah, a lot. They, they don't know much about recipes, or they're not but around. I think, very um, but I think in the reverse, you know, when the the whole Sam Adams long shot came out. The whole thing was, oh, you know, they're going to profit off of my recipe yeah. so much that, you know, they're making millions of dollars off of me, and I'm not going to enter my beer because, you know, it's like, do you have any freaking clue? I mean, you don't know squat if that's what you think. You know, the you know, they're, they're, I think they were paying, what, five grand? That's a ridiculous yeah. amount of money. That's more oh, it's than more than you generous. deserve. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's more. A thousand uh, would have been approved. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, and I'll anything. tell you, those, those, those things that they do, especially the long shot, they lose money on it. Oh, oh yeah. they lose money every yeah. year off Seriously, of that lose money. Yeah. And it's, it's a gift. It's for, literally Jim, a thing Jim, to get Jim back. If Jim Cook didn't tell them to do it, yeah. they'd be like, Jim, you're losing money off this. This is stupid. And no, you, it's like, no, I'm giving back to the homebrew community. You know every... You know, bite me. I'm going to do it every year. You know what? Every year in meeting... It's just awesome. That he has the bean counters, and they're going, right. we need to stop this. And he right. goes, no, because that's what he came from. It's yeah. great marketing for him. That's totally and cool. And it's a chance for them to meet Oh, it's the not people. even marketing. Well, no, it is. It is. But it's oh, a chance please. for them to... I'm not saying it's the sole reason they do it. Right, it's right. one of the benefits. I but think, I'm saying I think, I, mainly it's a chance for them to meet... I still don't think they break even off, off that, of the I never said no. They yeah. lose money. Right, but it's right. a chance for them to meet the people that are drinking their beer and that's to reach true. out to the people, the core people that they want drinking yeah, their beer, yeah, which yeah. is craft beer lovers. Like us, right? Right. No, and that's what it is. When really they made cool. my double IPA, I guess it's like, it's like a pro am. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. Uh, they said the cost to make the profit are the, all the profits. They, 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 up there's by no it. way they were going to make just my beer. For that beer. So all the other two beers, they got were just boned pure off that loss, one. Pure loss. Right. Yeah, right. Two beers. Yeah. But they still do it. But they got a lot of buzz because they because, love it. They enjoy, but yeah. the the, uh, the, the, the stories you were telling me of that is they enjoyed it. They, yeah, they, yeah. they 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 like that they were having to do something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's think, like yeah, if you're brewing the same beer day in and day out, oh, and man. it's just like you know, okay, yeah, this beer makes a lot of money. Um, you know, not uh, you know, pick whatever you know massively popular well, commercial let's say, beer. There let's is. say Heretic. Let's use you as an example. You have <laughs> yeah. you have three beers, two beers that you're doing in heavy rotation. Uh-huh. Um, 
even now you're probably like, I really want. I mean, you're. I know you're working on on pilot recipes, but let's oh, say yeah, five we're doing years a down lot the line, recipes, right? Yeah. When you have you know your core line, it's got to be a pain in the butt for maybe uh, yeah. for your brewer Chris to be like, I really want to just do this crazy beer like I used to do as a home brewer. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just. Um, I think it's the nature of the beast. You know, you want to you want to do things that are creative, and I think you know, yeah. being able to you know use a homebrewer's creativity as an excuse is a great thing. Sure. You know, it's just like yeah, and and I th- I think it's nothing more than that. And I think if you if you're lucky, again, I get a lot of emails from people going, you know, been listening to the Brewing Network for a long time, and because of what you guys have been doing. I got best of show. Now I'm, you know, doing a pro-am. And, you know, you got any advice for me? And I think the advice is enjoy it. You know, (laughs) don't, you know, try and, you know, try and, you know, forward your recipe as much as possible. But if they like, you know, that's going to cost us, you know, an extra thousand bucks and really make this seriously non-profitable because you don't make that much off a batch of beer um yeah just say oh it doesn't matter you know yeah what matters is yeah is the, the spirit the of spirit the of exactly yeah. right and then think about the guys that might come after you that might other might do program at this place again right you know make it enjoyable for the brewer as well don't be a pain exactly in the ass. yeah don't be a pain exactly don't be a pain in the ass <laughs> right staley staley <laughs> That prick. <laughs> no, he's he's a great guy. He's a little um, short. Let's not let's not yeah, pull punches. No. He's a short man. He worked his ass off. Yeah, but he's tiny. But uh, yeah, you know, don't don't be don't be uh, don't be a problem because you know that's going to stop them from doing it with anybody else. It, it should be a fun thing. It's It'd be fun. Yeah, most, you know, they're they're. I think I think you know most pro brewers are doing it for the fun of it and just you know the the spirit of you know getting back to the homebrew roots and that whole thing and right. connecting with homebrewers yeah you know i have no just, doubt just that, make a part that, of that. that Vinny uses me to some extent to accentuate that that connection with homebrewers but think about that he thinks that's important that's that's what's cool about that he thinks it's important to have that connection so I, you know i'm fine being part of that for well you. it is important it is i think homebrewers are the you know the the pure inva- evangelist of, uh, of craft beer they spread the word. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple cool questions from the chat. All right. This is from Bike Foolery. He goes, uh, when do fermentation temps for yeast change as fermenters get bigger from the homebrew size and shape? For instance, mm. Jay-Z has reduced... Uh, someone just... Uh, hang on a second. Another right, message. Right, right. Another message. I think a stone, um, stone in their environment. Jay-Z has reduced ferment tips, fermentation temps from the 70s to the high 60s when fermenting arrogant bastard uh, in a homebrew size yes, arboy. Yes, bike foolery, an excellent question. Always in the chat on the show. and He shows... He's fooling you. He asks excellent questions. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's like a gut feel thing. You know, you taste the beer, or you're just like, well... If I was to ferment this in, you know, my fermenter, I would, you know, go with, you know, this temperature and this pitching rate, and you kind of, kind of get a feel for, you know, how alcoholic or fruity or you know any of those characteristics. And um, you know, so there's not like a set number, but I would generally, you know, you're talking. Oh, you know, when you get to, you know, about 30 barrels, you're talking a degree or two 
when you get to 300 barrels, you're talking, you know, three to five, something like that. Sure. It kind of in that range. It, it really just depends. I mean, it's just, it's like a feel thing. And, and you know, there's different ways to, you know, uh, you know, slice and dice this thing. And, and you have to kind of, uh, you know, kind of know your system and, you know, the things you do like oxygen and nutrients and pitching rates and all that and stuff go, well, to get this character, you know, with that yeast, I need, I need this, I need, you know, so that's, that's kind of where I do those adjustments. Well, no, so, you know, I no wish doubt it was more, a little more scientific and I bet you it could be. I just, I go off a gut feel. Well, you got to go off something because there is a difference between a, you know, a 300 barrel fermenter and a, and a five right. or 10 gallon batch. Right, right. The pressures are immensely different. Right. That's, that's what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it the mm-hmm. fact that the pressures constrain the yeast so that you can raise the raise the temperature right. and still have constrained yeast, right? Which is- well, and the interesting thing is if you look at something like uh, Anchor Brewing and their uh, Anchor Steam Beer, and they use these, you know, shallow Boats. open fermenters, um, yeah, that's a whole different thing than... Uh, something like Lagunitas, where they've got these towering giant uh, fermenters, where there's a lot of, uh, you know, the 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 taller the the liquid column is, you know, every uh, thirty thirty three feet, there's you know like another atmosphere pressure of fifteen point seven uh, pounds of pressure. Well, so they got that going. Yep. Hmm. So it's something to take into account. But an excellent question, and I know bike foolery is always there for us. And uh, dude or woman asks. Great. I don't I don't know. Thing, that thing. Dude, dude or woman, I don't know. Bike fooler, you know, as I tell you. Uh asks uh, excellent questions every time. Uh After Lab is in, in the chat again and he asks, Can you have Jamil touch on trying to get certain ingredients from brewers? Are they willing to get star anise, orange peel, cacao, nibs, etc., and all that other stuff? Sounds like they, they are, if they're being what? true to the recipe. So if I came to you yeah, and had a, yeah, a, a wit beer okay, and had, okay. you know, star anise in I it, see. would you be willing to do that? Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't hesitate. Um, you know, uh, most brewers already have an account with, like, Brewer Supply Group or Country Malt or one of those. And between the two, they cover all that stuff. There's a big list of everything you just mentioned I can get. And it's not that big a deal. Okay. Uh, it's a little bigger deal for people that are further away from a shipping depot. Um, I can just drive down and pick it up. Um, you know, when we're out doing deliveries, we we go by and swing by and pick up whatever we need. Yeah. Or, you know, when we're ordering malt, we just say, hey, throw on top of that pallet of malt, uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. When so, I, when yeah, I, not, not a big deal. When I brewed it to 21A, there was a hop that they didn't have. And I uh, was able to get it uh, donated from Vinny. Yeah, we we got it uh, when I was there. They got it from uh, Gordon Biersch. Yeah, so uh, there's a you know you guy can, ran over a box. He's like, here you go. Yeah, so and I think there might have been another hop that I actually bought myself. I mean, I don't know, you right. know. So if you have a special spice like anise or something like that, right? Well, maybe you should just bring that. You know? Right, but a lot a lot of those you can get from uh, uh, Brewer Supply Group or Country Malt. And most most. Small craft brewers have accounts with those folks already, and it's really not a big deal. Or, you know, you can go to your local market or Whole Foods or, you know, whatever it might be, and they've got it. Uh, what about base malt? Uh-huh. So uh, what do you guys use at Heritage? Oh, see, now, that's a bigger that's a bigger issue. 
because um, at, at Heretic right now we're using uh, the Great Western uh, Pale Ale mm-hmm. or higher colored uh, base malt. Uh, but if somebody's using a silo of malt, yeah, getting them to change out of that because the silo prices are lower than the sack malt for sure, right? They just pump it right in from the car, right? Right, yeah, and the getting them getting them to change that out—that's a big deal. Now, if you got something special like your base malt is entirely Munich or, or Pilsner or something or like that, Golden Promise, we'll even I mean, Golden Promise. How much? I mean, does I would fluff? I would do that. That wouldn't that wouldn't phase me at all. Okay. But if you're you know. You know, we're 30 barrels. If you're talking beyond that, if you're talking to somebody making 100 barrels or something. Yeah. That's like. Um, usually, Pro Am, they won't do. They won't it's not do a something typical like format. That. No. Yeah. Most, most Pro Am is 30 or below. Yeah. Um, you What's know, Russian that can be really expensive. It's a uh, 20 barrel system. 20 barrel. Okay. On there. Yeah. I brew in the pub system there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, something like that. Yeah. I think that that. that that could be an issue for them. Um, there has to be certain concessions that each side has to make, right, in order to make the beer that right, they're going to make. Right. Well, and we're like with Staley, I was like, well, you know, I think this doesn't make a difference to you. And he's like, no, 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 it doesn't bother me at all. And I, I, I wanted, I kept reminding him, it's like, well, I want to make sure we're making the beer you want to make. You know, I don't want to, you know, change it. You know, because it makes it more comfortable for me. I'd rather just, you know, suck it up and make it the way you want. I don't want yeah. you disappointed. Well, then you you have someone else to blame. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I just got, I've been there. Well. I've, I've been I've been in that situation where yeah. you feel like, oh, why aren't why aren't you making my beer? So I wanted to make sure that he felt like we were making his beer. Yeah. You know, otherwise it's just, you know, it's like, well, why do it? Don't, you know be good for everyone right so i think the you know the thing that we might say to the pro brewers out there is if you're gonna do a pro-am with somebody do everything you can yeah yeah, to to make the beer that they're coming to yeah if you're not prepared to do that then don't offer to do a pro-am don't don't you know, don't bullshit and say, "Oh, we'll do your beer," and then just think, "Well, sorry, we don't use that malt. <laughs> oh, we don't use that yeast. So we don't use the hops." And I've had that happen to me, where it's like, "Well, this has nothing to do with my recipe." You know, go for it. Fine. You know. Um, so I, th- I think that's really important too. We've we've been talking about on the on the amateur side what they should do, but on the pro brewer side, really, you need to go ahead and you know. Do absolutely the best you can. You don't have to yeah. completely, you know, bankrupt the company, but right. you should be doing what you can to to brew their recipe. Otherwise, if you're not prepared to do that, don't don't get involved. Right. That's a a big mistake. Or don't select that beer or don't leave it open ended or something like that. Right. Right. Don't 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 even you know go into the process because right. it's a pain in the ass. I'll tell you that. But on the other hand, you know, if you're gonna do it, then do it right. Don't don't be screwing around. What about yeast management? How far will you be willing to go for a different pitch of yeast than your house yeast? Oh, well, we, I didn't want to use the yeast we used for Daffle Bully, but I made, did it. you know, 7.50, 7-something to get a new pitch, and then also the bread on top of that. You sound like a good guy. I paid, you know, through the nose for that. Oh, but, hey, you know, Daffle Bully would be a big loss for us. <laughs> Um, you know, we will lose a ton of money off a of Taffabully, but on the other hand, um Say it again. <laughs> it's you know, I'm I'm really glad we did it. Yeah. You know. 
And I, you know, I love that stupid beer. Yeah, I wish more people loved it. Yeah, it's you no, know, a, a lot of people, people do. loved it. I think a lot of homebrewers love it. I think it's um, you know, super unique. It's it's got uh, you know, if you can appreciate the flavors in it and the complexity to it and the light character that it has. Uh, you know, then you're gonna love it. If you're not, if you're looking for a sweet alcohol bomb, you're not gonna find it. So that's it from the chat. All righty. Anything to add to that tasty? Uh, no, that's pretty much all I brought to the table. I think uh, that was a good that's show. Fun, fun talking about it. Yeah, I think we're getting a lot off our uh, collective chests about the whole pro am thing. Yeah, and, I never look back as much as you know. I, I would, I would love to do uh, a couple more shows along this line with uh, yeah, I guess some other people uh, who have people done from, done right. these things. Right. Yeah, It'd be interesting to kind of see if if the beer was cloned or not. We didn't get into that. All right, we'll get oh. into that in in the in the near yeah. future. Yeah. Whether our beers that we did in these programs were cloned or not. Oh, good point. Yes. You want to do an extra half an hour? No. Okay. All right. Just check. Uh, But but what I want you to do is check out the Brewing Network store. Go in there. There's lots of great things. Shirts, hats, uh, books, all that stuff. And the the bottom line is it goes to the Brewing Network and helps support Uh. programming like this. Check out uh, uh, BYO. There's a big BYO banner. You click on that. You can subscribe to Brew Your Own Magazine. I write for that. And uh, half of that subscription fee goes directly to the Brewing Network. You get a great magazine. The Brewing Network gets great support. And, uh, you know, it's uh, well worth it. Until then, Bruce Strong. And open. 